Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Uh, Sheriff Bill E. Weyburn, Tarrant County, Texas. Sheriff Bill Weyburn, welcome to the broadcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, and thank you for having me. It's a blessing and an honor to be here, sir. Absolutely. Happy to do it. Now, we have been talking uh, pre-recording about a number of things, so we'll just jump right in. Um, first, we do a lot of work here uh, at the Blaze and Mercury with uh, our Rescue uh, Foundation that uh, helps drug trafficking, sex trafficking, slavery trafficking around the world and here in the United States. And you talked to me about a stat that I didn't know uh, here uh, with the foster care kids. Right. Um Tell us what that stat was. This is a University of Texas at Austin study that was commissioned by the governor, Governor Abbott's office, actually. And they wanted to find out what was going on in human trafficking. And what they found out was is that they felt like there was close close to 300,000 people engaged in human trafficking in in Texas. And and then probably out of that, I think there was 80,000 children. And 89% of that number came out of hum- uh, our foster care program one way or the other. Still a pretty big number. Huge number. Uh, Huge number. W- when you start breaking it down. So if that's the case, and you know the numbers are obviously bearing that out, who's responsible? I mean, are, are, are people just uh, saying, hey, these are foster care kids and they're more vulnerable so I can, I can delve into them and use them? Or is it the foster care... Parents. I mean, we t- we find we hear horror stories all the time. Right. And obviously, I'm not. There's you know, there's always a disclaimer of there's plenty of wonderful foster care parents out there. I get it. There are some great foster care parents, and we need more great foster care parents in Texas. I think it's a combination of several things, and I think one of them is is that these kids end up in perpetual foster care you know they get passed on from one foster family to another so they get kind of lost in the crowd a little bit and they're kind of our forgotten children in a lot of ways and when they do become eligible for adoption generally they're older children and nobody wants to adopt a 12 year old or 13 year old by the way we've got 400 ready for adoption in tarrant county alone that could be adopted today if people would step up and do that but uh, these kids are out there. They're extremely vulnerable. And a lot of times they run away. Uh, and so you got a 14-year-old girl that runs away from a home. They file the runaway report. they got other children to take for it. And it's not like that typical parent out there beating the, the, you know, beating the bushes to find right. out where they're at. They file a report, and that's, and, and that's all they can do. And then that child, within 24 hours often, statistically, they're going to end up in trafficking. Wow. So – uh, we have uh, here in Tarrant County, Texas, um, how prevalent is the trafficking and the s- slavery? I mean, I would I want to say ah, it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. Well, it, it, unfortunately, it's it, it, we're pretty busy. We stood up wow. a human trafficking unit in uh, the first six months I was in office. And those guys have been now working for two years and they've worked with all of our partners uh, both uh, our nonprofits and other law enforcement entities and right now we are edging up where we've arrested about 200 people that one way or another were either predators or traffickers or promoting prostitution or those kind of things they were attached to the human trafficking and the in the sex slave uh, condition and uh, in the greater Tarrant County, with our partners, we've rescued close to 100 people out of human trafficking. 
I mean, that, and, that's and great, but it, it's it is, and it, it seems like a drop in the bucket sometimes because we go back and we run more operations, and it always yeah. there's always more. So yeah, it's never ending. It certainly feels that way. It it is never ending, and I'm told, and I believe the stat that the human trafficking trade is surpassing the narcotic trade in profit. So what about what do I look for? I'll get off the human trafficking in a little bit, but if I'm, uh, you know, I. I was I was reading a story about a uh, a family who had uh, presumably uh, brought in uh, one or two children that were slaves, really, for them. And then uh, I'm told that some of the other human trafficking that are used for prostitution are, you know, they're staying at an apartment. And one of the things I have to look for. I mean, what's what am I what am I looking for? Because if I see a man and two kids walking down the street, uh, it doesn't mean anything to me. That's right. great. Uh, it is some of the that's some of the most difficult things to to tell people is what to look for. But one of the things with kids that you look for is is that natural bonding issue that's not happening between. Oh, that looks like that could be a parent and a child. But wait a minute, that that child is not very receptive to that parent, and maybe there's something else there. And it's suspect like that. And I mean, you have to watch it for a while because often. Uh, once they get these kids in their their loops, uh, they are they have narcotics in them. They 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 they're drugged, uh, so they're not making a lot of sense, and and so they're not and they're fearful of denying who this person is. Right. It it is really really tough, but it is it is that suspect thing where your gut goes, wait a minute, that ain't right, and that's the one we need to go see. We need to look into that. So if I say uh, that ain't right to someone and. Uh, and I call and I call your office and I say, you know, I saw this people living in my neighborhood and it just doesn't feel right. What happens then? Because now I think you're going to tell me something that I'm going to be mad at. Well, no, actually, <laughs> what we're going to do is, is we're going to start checking it out. We will run that down and we'll check out who lives there, why they live there. What do they do? And, you know, we may do a variety of different things up up into covert operations and undercover and surveillance. All okay. of the, all of the standard police responses will be there. So, I mean, I, I get that. I just I have a I had a feeling that you were going to, you know, just kind of uh, go up and, uh, you know, almost uh, say, hey, we've got a report on you and we're looking into you. Yeah. Right. No, it's it, we we take it very serious and we try to make sure we know who we're talking to or uh, and we make sure and who did the report. Absolutely. Right? I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not going to report someone because then you're going to look into me. <laughs> well, is is that that what we do is if you you make that report and then we're going to try to validate it as it can it be corroborated by other sources and that other source may be what's going on in the neighborhood or if we run that or maybe we we've already chances somebody are else. somebody else has called and said right. you know there's there's five people living there and it seems like there's four young women and a man or something to that effect. Right. And, and and by the way, you know, on the immigration issue is that we know that there are stash houses in Tarrant County and Dallas County that the cartel are using, and we've discovered some of those, and we know those are taking place. And the and the people, if they watch, if you watch your neighborhood, it's going to be things that are out of place that that don't make sense that they're here. And if you live in a neighborhood that doesn't have anyone out of place, you certainly know what it is when something is out of place. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, your the order of uh, the order of uh, policing in uh, Texas and Tarrant County. You know, so I was thinking about this the other day. So here in Tarrant, we have constables, right? 
right. and I'm not sure it's 100% what they do. We have uh, the local law enforcement for right. cities, municipalities, and then we have you, right. the sheriff's department, right? And then we have the Texas Rangers. Now that's, and I'm not believing the feds and everything that mm-hmm. involved around the federal law enforcement, but here in Texas, the, those are the four that I can think of off the top of my head. So, where where do you rank in there? What, what do you well, is is some would refer to the sheriff as the chief law enforcement officer of the county constitutionally. And some of that can be said that that's where we're at. But those okay. people don't report to me. You know, the constables are elected offices. And if you think of this in terms of the constables are full peace officers, they can enforce do anything I can do. Uh, okay. is, uh, but mostly in Tarrant County, what they do and other counties is what they do is they serve civil papers. They are civil deputies. They, you know, notify you if you're getting sued and all that kind of thing for the courts. And uh, generally they are housed with justice of the pieces. They help help that court out right and then the uh, the local municipal officers are the ones that are ground pounders that are out in your neighborhoods making sure you're safe and that thin blue line there and uh, the sheriff's department i the biggest uh, you know 60 percent of my job is the jail you know where I, I run the county jail where if it's class b or better they they come to me and then uh, uh, we do other traditional. We we've got all the unincorporated area that we patrol. We investigate, and we have other uh, narcotics. How much is, how much is left uh, unincorporated in Tarrant County now? Uh, pretty close to 150 square miles. Wow, well, so that's still pretty good, right? Probably 70,000 people live out there. So how many? I saw for years. I, I mean, I just I lived for years in Florida, and I saw uh, a couple of sheriff's departments uh, start to uh, really promote. Uh, getting rid of the local municipalities and expanding the sheriff and duties yeah. <laughs> and getting a little bit more money for the sheriff and duties as they, you know, tell the cities, ah, you can't afford to have right. that police department. I can take care of it for you. Yeah. Um, how much are you doing that? Are you, are you, uh, we, well, we're not advocating that at all. We, we are open to regionalization. We're open to uh, partnering with, with uh, municipalities at whatever level that we, we can, uh, but if they want our services, that's a whole different game that we've got to sit down and work that out. But that would be up to those citizens of that community of what they want and what level of law enforcement that they want, of course. And we don't we don't advocate for that. We do contract with two communities, but they've never had a police agency. That's, we've we've always yes. been their law enforcement. All right, so the jail. How about you cover them? So if you're in charge of the jail for, I mean, that's for everyone in Tarrant County, right? right? I mean, if you go to jail, I go you, you. You're, you're, you're going to probably end up with me if it's a class B or higher. If it's a class C, like a traffic ticket, no. But but if it's class B, DWI, criminal mischief. Speaking of a traffic ticket, I mean, if you take care of one. Then I uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so what's the biggest thing on, uh, on Sheriff Bill Weyburn's uh, list of things to get done? Right now, County. Yeah, what we're doing is, is that we have what we call the 287G program in Tarrant County. And what that is, is uh, I started it two years ago, and it allows our officers, our deputies in the jail to be certified as federal officers for ICE. And so we can do 24-hour identification of, of people who have broken the law, got into jail, and we can check their immigration status and, and put a uh, ICE detainer on them. And that's coming up that's for renewal. Great. We get yeah, and uh, what we found is is that you know we got forty three hundred people in jail this morning. Eight percent are going to be illegal aliens charged with criminal offenses, and and out of that group of illegal aliens, 
80% of those people are repeat offenders. They've slipped through the cracks. They've committed other laws, and sometimes in Tarrant County before 287G. And what's the percentage, and, and you may uh, you may know this number, what's the percentage of those uh, reoccurring offenders? Uh, how many times have they uh, been in and out of the country? Do we have any idea? Well, there, we looked at just recently looked at that, and that was really very few. Uh, but we have numerous ones who have committed offenses around the state and including Tarrant and Dallas County where they were never detected as illegal aliens, so they weren't deported. Well, they didn't have 287G. They didn't have 287G, and they weren't deported or anything like that, and they came through the jail and uh, uh, went back out into the community. Right. And and now we're arresting them for things like aggravated sexual assault of a child. You know, I mean, of course, because the you know the crimes are getting worse and worse. They've gotten away right. with the smaller ones. Why not step up? Yes, sir. So when you detect them, then what? Right. Well, we put a we were able to put a detainer on them, which turns into basically an ice warrant, and then they're just held. That's just a note on our our booking stuff, and we go through. Uh, whatever they're doing in the state. I mean, if it was class A misdemeanor and, and it takes them 60 days to get to trial, you know, like at 9 o'clock this morning, the judge says, hey, listen, I'm going to give you time served on your, your state uh, offenses, and we're done with you. Then they come back to the jail, we notify ICE, and by the end of the day, ICE has custody of them. And That's a fast turnaround. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's within good. 12 hours. <laughs> it's within 12 hours they're out of our jail and and gone. Sheriff Bill E. Weyburn, uh Sheriff of uh, Tarrant County, Texas. I uh, appreciate you stopping by today. So, uh, immigration is solved in Tarrant County, and you've solved it. Oh, well, well, is that, isn't that what I just heard? Well, we, we were working, we're doing our part. Uh, we're trying <laughs> to do the best we can with what we got. And so, how long is are you? You're, it's a, you're an elected official. Yes, sir. So, when you're running again, when do I have to vote for you again? Well, thank you. I will be on the, the ballot next year in 2020. And so we won't know until December if we have a primary opponent or if we have a uh, Democratic opponent. So how are your um, how are how is your department as far as uh, deputy sheriffs? You know, we've heard such uh, nightmare stories about some of the other municipalities in uh, in the Fort Worth Metroplex. You know, Dallas comes to mind uh, that are so short of uh, police officers that I mean, and in short because you know twofold you know nobody wants to work there and the pay scale is right. is not up to par according to the stories that we hear um how many of those officers are you stealing what are you taking well we have a few dallas officers <laughs> and uh, we will be happy to take a few more and uh, we do have openings we fortunately of all the urban counties we have the lowest jailer turnover that's where our biggest hole is is jailers and we have low turnover, but we have openings right now. If anybody's interested in entering law enforcement, <laughs> we'd love to have you. And uh, but what we're seeing is in, in law enforcement is because of the divisiveness in the country from the last yeah. administration. It, it really has struggled to get people who would say normally say, "Yeah, I'd love to go in law enforcement." They're saying, "You know what? I've taken a second look. I think I'm going to do something else." Right. So we are running. And it's into a calling. That. Yes. And no and, question. And we want that person that's willing to come and serve and that kind of thing. And as far as we're, what we're seeing is, is we've had this jail explosion where our population has gone to an average from 3,800 up to 43 or 4,400. 
and we're staffed for 3700 so we're struggling trying to figure out uh, this is going to cost money right it just costs money to uh, increase that staff but we've got to figure out how to do that we're statutorily must do it um, and so I mean they you have to get the money then right I mean right I mean, yeah we've got we've got to get people you can't expect people to work back to back hours and you know overtime is fun for just a little while you aren't kidding so recruiting uh, other than you know seeing a you know that Dallas police officer on the side of the road writing a ticket and you stop by and say hey <laughs> you don't want to write tickets for Dallas anymore come work for me What's what's how do you recruit? What do, well, what do you do? I mean, they, they can go to our website at TarrantCountySheriffs.com, but they can uh, also contact Tarrant County Human Resources Office, and they have a portal there that they can they can apply. You know, I mean, do you, and, I, and I understand that, but I mean, do you, do you travel the country? Oh, and I'm talk, sorry, yes. talk to the mil, talk to the military. Yes, we do. We we have a recruiter that goes to the military bases. We have a recruiter that's out at colleges and high schools and everywhere. That we go out to those places and say, look at the opportunity you could have at Tarrant County. So how did we've heard stories about, um, and we're talking to Sheriff Bill Wayburn of uh, Tarrant County, Texas. And uh, I know you're busy, but I'm uh, no. as I'm talking to you, I keep coming up with more little thoughts. Um, how, we've heard great concern and talk about how difficult it is to find good employees in the uh in the in the oil projects here in Texas, down in Midland, and people working because they can't find people who are a uh, show up on time and drug free, and so I mean that's got to be a difficult task for you as well. It is a mountain of a task, you know that people come in and they apply and says, "Listen, I quit doing cocaine two months ago in order to because I wanted to come law enforcement." Right, right, you know, right. we've had those issues, but it's a tremendous. How does have to be? Does it have to be three months? Yeah, so, well, you know, we we prefer several years. Is uh, but what we're seeing is, uh, uh, and and it's it's been this way for a long time in law enforcement. You have a hundred people apply, six of them are going to get in. Wow! So you know, four to six percent is going to get in because they're not going to pass the background for one reason or another. That's they're going to get filtered incredible. out pretty quickly. That's incredible. Sheriff, thank you so much for uh, coming by. I really appreciate it, and uh, I enjoyed the chat, and I hope to do it again soon. Um, and uh, if you've got one of those, you know, I don't know, get out of jail free cards or something that you want to just happen to leave <laughs> on the counter for me, well, there that we would go. be great. Thank we'll, you. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you.